Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is with us in the studio. Always good to see you, Dr. Raymond. Thank you for Thanks, being John. here. Thank you. Wanted to ask you about a story that was in the news last week. Not the story, but the issue. The story was that some people from North Carolina went to a town in Mexico to get some cheap medical procedures. It's medical tourism. It's becoming more prevalent than ever before. Um, two of them were killed, unfortunately. Two of them were injured. Medical tourism. Can you talk in general terms about the potential dangers of medical tourism? Yeah, so um, violence against medical tourists is rare. Um, so this was very unusual. And what medical tourism really is driven by is the desire to get either treatments not available in the U.S. or treatments quicker or cheaper than they can be obtained here. Um, and one of the problems that happened last week is that the people are going to a non-internationally certified healthcare organization. So if people want to get health care in other countries, there are a couple things they should think about. Um, one is the quality of care. So you want to go to to minimize your risk. You want to talk to your doctor first. You want to make sure that the program is internationally certified. They've got a legitimate website, some yeah. testimonials. You have to worry about infections, post-operative care, whether you're able to travel back to the U.S. if you've had a major procedure um, and then just general accountabilities and even communications if, langu- if there are language difficulties. Um, so, again, this could be a good, but there's also a checkered history. Remember, back in the 70s, there were Laetrile clinics mm-hmm. um, that were in Mexico that were really selling a treatment that was an alternative and complementary treatment that didn't work. And so I would just say be careful. Good advice. Very good advice. I would worry about the language barrier as well just knowing everything you're communicating about is so very important absolutely as we are in this week of 2023 the past three years have been particularly intense and challenging for you as a doctor i'm sure as it is now three years since covid19 was first identified here in milwaukee county and people are still catching it and spreading it uh, and and i do have a question from the old national bank talk and text line 855-616-1620 and their specific question is is there data on whether long covid is actually still happening in people getting the most recent variants or was that more of an exclusive attribute to the early strains of covid19 thanks sandy and thanks the listener for such a great question the short and simple answer is yes people are still getting long covid from the newer variants but we haven't had enough time to know whether they're getting it at the same rate they were earlier in the pandemic. But people still do get long COVID. And the more infections you have, the more likely you are to get long COVID. Dr. John Raymond is with us in the studio. A recent study, Dr. Raymond, showed that increased outdoor play may reduce some negative outcomes that have been associated with screen time in young children. Not new research, but kind of reinforcing research. What did the studies show? Yeah, so this was an interesting study. Part of it wasn't surprising. It's kids that have more than an hour a day of screen time between the ages of two and four have some developmental delays in their communication skills and their ability to take care of themselves. Their daily living skills um, are um, retarded somewhat. What, what the study showed is that kids that played outdoors for 30 minutes a day had um, some benefits not from their communication skills, but from their ability to take care of themselves. Ah. So balance of screen time with some outdoor activity seems like a good idea. Yeah, good stuff. Science can be very fascinating. And as I was getting ready for us to welcome you into the studio today, 3D printers, think of them printing 
handy objects. I found an article saying that research is being done to 3D print organs and that that could possibly lead to organ transplants. Can you tell us more about that? Is that anything that the Medical College of Wisconsin is researching? We don't have people that are doing 3D bioprinting for organs at MCW, but this actually is not a new idea. It emerged in the 1990s with dot matrix printers. And when people started to see that you could you could print um, lots of things, guns and parts, that they started thinking, why can't you do that with tissue? Um, and there's been some success. Uh, there was an artificial bladder that people were able to make with striated wow. muscle and the um, epithelial cells. Um, but complex organs like the heart, where you have an electrical system and a contraction system and a pumping system, or the kidney, which has hundreds of different cell types, bigger challenges. So the idea is that you would take cells from a biopsy from a person, grow them in a dish, differentiate them into the different types of cells there are in the kidney, and then reassemble them with the matrix around them and then have a functioning kidney. Um, we're probably a decade or more away from doing something that complicated because even if you print them, they have to make the right connections to each other and have the proper function. But it's really a, a brilliant idea. And if you could do it, you wouldn't need immunosuppression because the cells would be your cells. That is absolutely fascinating to think about. That's it remarkable. It really is. And maybe a decade away that because I feel like technology in the medical field in particular mm -hmm. advances so quickly. Wow. All right, good news of the week, Dr. Raymond. Good news of the week. What do you got? I've got two pieces of good news. Oh, good. First of all, March Madness starts tomorrow, and our Marquette Golden Eagles are really playing well. So They are. Let's all get behind them, buy some Marquette gear, show, show out your pride for Milwaukee and Marquette. I love it. The second might be a little bit of a surprise to people, but um, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. <laughs> are you? Season three drops tonight. So, uh, Who's your favorite character? Ted. But, I'd love uh, Ted, right? So many. What really is it about the show characters. that you that you like? Um, a lot of good life lessons, um, uplifting mm -hmm. messages for the most part. People overcoming adversity, and just a lot of likable characters. That show feels like something that you would have seen back in the '60s and '70s. Just a feel-good show. Do you watch it with the subtitles on? I don't. <laughs> But I sometimes do. I don't understand what I, exactly I know, what they're saying. You're right. I have a, t I have a tough <laughs> yeah. time. So the battle in my house is I want them on. My wife doesn't want them on. I don't like them on because then I'm not watching the faces, but I feel like I miss things. I'm rewinding all the time. Listen, you can watch it twice. I feel like, Dr. Raymond, you should have a blue and yellow believe sign in your office if you don't already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like the For thought sure. of that. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin and a Ted Lasso fan. Maybe we'll have one of those boxes of pink biscuits for you next time when you, when you come in. <laughs> Dr. Raymond, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here.